Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Fox and Windmill podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we begin, as always, get yourself a cup of tea or something to drink. Uh, I'm going to say this joke again. We've done how many times have we recorded this podcast now? <laughs> it's like a, a fair few times. Yeah, a fair few times. It's very different, isn't it, uh, when you have a guest on? Yeah, because it's it's very much, you know, questions, answers, talking with some bouncing yeah. ideas of somebody else, but... We usually can do it in one take, yeah. but believe it or not, it's taken us about, I could probably count it, probably about four times, maybe yeah. five. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was laughing to Sarah in one of the previous ever recordings of the episode. Um, we should do a hashtag um, after we put this out saying hashtag drink tea. Um, but we have tea right now in front of us. It's probably gone cold by the amount of times we've had to record this podcast. <laughs> but uh, if you don't have a cup of something to drink, click pause, get yourself comfy, and let's get started. Um, it's me and Sarah right now mm-hmm. in Fox and Windmill HQ, which is an attic surrounded by books. Um, perfect setting. Perfect setting, yeah. It's nice and quiet. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to get started with this podcast yeah so it's been a while since we've sat down and had a cozy chat about what's happening here at fox and windmill Uh, so today we'll be discussing some of the latest updates from our writing competition to our recent visit to the bookseller conference in london after being shortlisted for startup of the year yeah it's kind of it's quite a big thing that one yeah um so just to catch up with what's currently happening with the founders um, but as you know, we're only a team of two, so it's myself, Habiba, and Sarah, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of manage Fox and Windmill alongside the other things that we've got going in life. Um, Sarah, what are you currently doing right now? So uh, I'm currently doing my masters by research in English literature. Uh, so I've I was meant to finish in January, but I've taken a, a few extra months. Um, to write up and and polish my work so kind of got that going on the side and then I'm also working full-time for a transportation company and I'm doing social media for them which I've recently started so a bit busy here yeah new job is kind of um, nerve-wracking have you got any helpful tips or advice to anyone starting a new job yeah so I mean not an expert, but I think <laughs> I think it's just asking loads of questions. I think with my first ever job, I was very much trying to just stay quiet and kind of get on with it. But I think, you know, as you go on, you realise that you learn from, well, I guess, making mistakes or, you know, getting the job done. But I think asking questions is the most important thing. I had my notepad out, my pen out, and I was just sat there trying to make as many notes as I could and ask as many questions because... You know, it's just about getting comfortable and getting to know the people, getting to know the job, and and yeah, don't don't pressure yourself to be perfect because it's not going to happen. <laughs> but just make sure you're asking as many questions yeah. as you can. That's why we're here for, and this is why we started the podcast to give yeah, you job tips, exactly, and <laughs> you know, ideas for next reads in your book list. Um, yeah, yeah. What about that. you, Habiba? Tell us a little bit about. Um. Uh, well, I'm in the first term of my masters. Um, Hope Masters, which is the first time they're running this course at the University of Huddersfield. Um, and so we're kind of like the testing guinea pigs at this course, <laughs> which is uh, it's good. Um, you know, one of the professors were laughing earlier because there was only about 
four of us in the room and he said you should be paying Oxbridge prices you know for the kind of um, class size we've got right now um, as if nine grand wasn't going to be as if nine exactly. grand isn't, um, isn't even that much you know just a casual cool nine thousand um, anyway um, yeah so I'm, I'm doing my masters um, part time so it will be over two years and I'm very excited about that because I get to write a dissertation which I didn't do in my mm. undergraduate I did a creative writing project um, because I did English Lit with creative writing in my undergrad um, so I'm really excited to actually write a paper about um, something I enjoy which is anthropomorphism and children's mm. literature and looking at ecology and um, child psychology mm-hmm. it's really a fascinating topic so I'm very excited I can't wait to, re- to have a read of it honestly. I can't wait to read yours actually because if you don't know Sarah is doing her paper on contemporary historical fiction and she's basically writing all the juicy details about Bridgerton <laughs> literally um no I'm kidding it's it's a uh, very um academic juicy details yeah Enjoying it very much. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost close to finishing though. Yeah. You took your extension. Yeah, I think the body of it is pretty much there. It's just about... No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about kind of, you know, tying in the argument and, you know, making sure everything links well together. And I yeah. just wanted to take that extra time just to make sure it's all polished and ready yeah. uh, to send through. I guess when you spend that long on your paper, you kind of want to make sure it's yeah. the best it possibly can be. Especially exactly. if you're writing about something you're really interested in. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, our our masters are very different in that sense, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I think because we are different in that sense too, though, you're very much, you know, it's, you like the idea of, you know, attending and getting, getting that getting that feel of of being there but I don't know I I think it's been weird uh during the pandemic that I just started doing my my research but I was okay with the independent side of it I guess but I think you're not you know getting the best of both worlds I mean we're both we're both always chatting about our experiences with Mm. it because they are very you know vastly different different. yeah Yeah. masters by research is solely independent you do have the support of your um it's your research supervisor supervisor yeah yeah she's been amazing um but with your taught masters it's literally class-based and Mm. uh some well a lot of independent work but it's really good and um we have these things called graduate academies which they kind of teach you about um after graduation for your masters what kind of research you can go into if you want to teach if you Mm. want to do something else um, look at us, we're just promoting Oxford University, <laughs> which is really nice because they've done a lot for us. I they think. have, even just recently, I mean, they've got the, our article out about our writing competition, our shortlisting, yeah. and our lecturers have been absolutely amazing, just supporting us and giving us advice since we, you know, since we started, I mean, our conversations about opening mm. up. So it's it's been an amazing journey having their support. Absolutely. Inside. Yeah. So in this podcast, um, aside from knowing what we're up to, uh, (laughs) we're going to talk about um, some of the things that we've got lined up, some of the things that will happen in the future, uh, questions that you've um, asked us, and we'll be answering them this podcast. Um, And let's get started. So in this podcast, um, Sarah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just thinking, it's been incredible, hasn't it? It Because we started it 
to answer and to clarify the publishing industry yeah. for our listeners, for everyone that's following us, um, and in a way to bridge the gap, which mm-hmm. is what we are all about. We're asking and we're here to bridge the gap in the publishing industry and to clarify some of the publishing jargon, mm-hmm. to clarify some of the aspects within publishing. Um, and it's been kind of interesting how we've done that isn't it it is like i mean the podcast itself we've you know we've tried to bring in guests and and speakers that are from so many different areas of the industry um and just really hope to give advice and an encouragement to to you know to our audience to mm. so that they're able to kind of get a feel of where they're wanting to go whether that's a writer whether that's someone just wanting to get a job within the industry itself or you know get support so I think our main aim I guess with the podcast has been really to try and give as much support as we can mm-hmm. have those one-to-one discussions our guests have been amazing um and and really try and um try and you know get as much out as we can in terms of information mm-hmm. and I think it's always helpful when people say oh your podcast is really nice to <laughs> yeah. listen to in the background and that's exactly <laughs> what we want you know on the commute to work on your daily chores in the house or whatever it is that you're mm. doing whether you know whether you're looking for a book to read or you just want some advice or you mm. know you've got a question or something that you'd like to know about the industry um, that's why we create the platform and that's why we create the podcast to give you a different sense of the industry by bringing on different guests from different roles and backgrounds um you know from the publishing side when we had a conversation with kevin duffy Mm -hmm. all the way to the selling side when we had a conversation with azran about book selling and what works in a bookshop Mm -hmm. um uh, yeah it's been really good and uh, we always have fun recording them yeah it's so nice to meet meet different people and just uh, talk about their journeys I think it's so inspiring to hear about the way they've kind of paved their way and and the processes that they've gone through because that's that's really what it is it's about giving back and and you know I guess have been amazing with with giving as much information from their journeys and how they can help so I think you know it's it's been really fun for us and we just hope it's been as informative as possible for everyone else too. I think it kind of shows that every journey is also very different. Um, You know, to get into the industry or to get into any aspect of the uh, book industry is a very different journey. Like Kevin was saying, he was, Mm -hmm. he was a, um, he worked at, a fast food? Yeah, he worked at a fast a jigsaw factory as well. A jigsaw factory. He, he basically worked his way up to where he wanted to be, um, and I think for a lot of people, the journey into any kind of industry is very different. So there's no set route, and that's exactly what we want to show. And if it's, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make it accessible as possible. We want to clarify some of the, not scary, but some of the the paths yeah. to get into the industry. So if we can do that in any small way, whether that's connecting you with one of our guest speakers or, mm-hmm. you know, putting on a guest speaker that you think would actually be beneficial for the listeners, um, just let us know and yeah. that would be really good and we work, we will work out how to, you know, get them on and, um, yeah, ask them the questions that you want answering, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and obviously you can email us in general with any queries or questions to info at foxandwindmill.co.uk mm-hmm. um, we'll leave it in the description box below and I'll get back to you 
as soon as I can. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not in the midst of like <laughs> dealing with like university stuff or um, anything else. No, I will get back to you. Maybe at 11 o'clock at night, maybe at 12, but I will get back to you. <laughs> um, Sarah, shall we talk about our book club that we want to launch? Yeah, I think we... I think that's a really good one. I think we really want to get people's input, I guess, with yeah. the idea that we're wanting to start. Yeah. A few days ago, I think I did it. A few days ago? Yeah, I think it was. A few days ago, I put a tweet out asking if people wanted to join a book club. Um, and um, <clears throat> myself, Sarah, and one of our friends, a close friend of ours, we picked up the same copy of the book, um... Uh, it's called The Cat Who Saved Books by Sosuke Natsukawa. Forgive yeah. me if I've said that wrong. But um, it's a Japanese translated novel and it's, I mean, it's about a cat and books. What more do you, what more do you want to read about? Come on. I think it's, uh, it's definitely uh, an easy read. It's, you know, one of those books that you can just pick up and, and have a read without having to think too much. Uh, I've just started, I've just started it. Mm. So it's going really well so far and I'm excited to discuss about it, I guess. I'm excited about the people who've already got this book. So Saima Aslam, who is the director of the Bradford Literature Festival, said she's got a copy. And um, Jane, who is the bookseller at Waterstones in Bradford, says mm-hmm. she's also got a copy too. And... Actually, Jane has kindly handpicked a book for us for the competition, but we'll discuss that later on. <laughs> um, yeah, so really excited about it, and um, we wanted to ask mm-hmm. our listeners, our everybody basically who's listening in, <laughs> um, would that be sort of something of interest to our readers, to our listeners, um, to start a book club and maybe select titles that our readers are interested in yeah and our listeners are interested in so um you know we can either do this virtually or in person maybe um but let us know what you think if you just email us at info at foxandwindmore.co.uk and just yeah we'd love to know your thoughts about a book club and if you have one in your area as well just let us know what kind of things you read um if there's a, a big attendance as well that's quite interesting to know who kind of visits yeah and definitely also kind of the structure we'd be really interested to have your input in terms of the structure of the book club uh, so you know discussions and and how they're structured so yeah just like Habiba said drop a line on info uh, at foxandwindmill.co.uk with any advice or with any information you have mm. because we'd love to start that mm-hmm. and suggestions as well about um, you know where we should start and what book you think we should most read next because mm-hmm. we're all con- currently reading this but we might share like an Instagram um Instagram video about mm-hmm. um, with the two of us and our friend um, talking about the book and what we thought of it and then we'd yeah. love to know what you think as well. I think one of our followers on Twitter said she was going to get a copy of this book and <laughs> um, that's so exciting because we, we love that and you know if you can't get a copy yourself um, just let us know and we'll try and source a book out for you and obviously the first place to go is libraries mm-hmm. definitely try your library if you prefer listening to an audio version feel free to go get yourself um, a download an audio book of this and um, yeah we'd love to 
I think that's one of the big things that we really like to do. Mm-hmm. Start a book club and um, get the input of the people who will be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, um, I think we want to talk about yeah. our writing competition. Yeah, so we've... <laughs> a big, you know, it's a discussion that, um, that has brought a lot of, um, you know, a lot of... Questions. Questions, enthusiasm, support. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a confusion, mm-hmm. um, which we hope to clarify in the podcast. So. Yeah, because there have been quite a few updates, which we have been posting on our social media and keeping everyone updated. But in case you have missed out on any of those links, we'll just, you know, we'll just talk about it today, I guess. Um, so with... You know, to start off with, we have extended the deadline. So it was originally the end of October, but we've pushed it forward to the 31st of December now. So we're really uh, excited and keen to get as many submissions and for our writers to take that t- take that extra time to get their writing at, that, at the level that they'd like uh, before they send it over to us. Um, and also just, you know, just so recently we have we have said that we're opening up to writers across the uk so british south asian writers across the uk Mm -hmm. so no longer the north um which also (laughs) brings a bit of confusion and we understand that because um you know we originally because we were only newly launched and we only launched about eight months ago yeah so we're coming on to our ninth month and you know that's also quite a bizarre crazy yeah a bizarre progress of how we've come and how far we've reached um and yeah so we put a question out to all the people over twitter to ask them you know what do we do do you want to um should we stay in the north and should we um only accept submissions from writers in the north mm-hmm. and a majority was like a landslide win to say no open it up to everyone because yeah you know you're missing out on a lot of great voices a lot of great writers and there's not enough representation in the South, in the Midlands. And the Midlands, I feel, always, bless them, get ignored. Yeah. It's quite it's quite heartbreaking. Um, so I think for us, it was really important that we open up submissions to across the UK as quickly as possible because uh, somebody once told us that if you don't open them across the UK, somebody else will. So yeah. you need to kind of get going so we thought okay that's sound advice so we did yeah. and um the response since then has been phenomenal and i think it we've had yeah we've had incredible writers come through from opening our submissions wider and casting our net a bit further yeah. and we're just yeah the the incredible talent voices and stories that have come since then mm-hmm. um has just kind of blown us away really yeah we want to snag that talent before anybody else can i guess yeah. <laughs> we want to give you guys um a representation and we want your stories heard from our company because you know what we're here for those writers and mm-hmm. we want to make everything as ethical and as friendly especially friendly and as clear as possible mm-hmm. um so that you guys can get the best of the industry yeah i mean being approachable i think is the most important thing for both of us i think you know if there's anything you need any questions advice you know that's kind of why we've got this platform Mm. so that's you know that's one of the most important things i think for us and i think this applies about the the opening of submissions to writers from across the uk opens up from for it applies to both our anthology which will be published 
in February of next year. Mm -hmm. And then it will also be applied to um, any publications going forward, manuscripts. Um, so, yeah, just keep writing and we're really excited to see your work. Mm -hmm. But a couple of words about our writing competition. We've got some incredible... Um, <clears throat> writers who will be part of the anthology we thought it was really important and significant to have already established mm -hmm. writers alongside aspiring writers yeah. um and i think it gives that little bit of a edge and a bit of a difference to the anthology so we've got costa shortlisted um debut author Sarah Shusain or Dr Sarah Shusain <laughs> who is a creative writing professor at the University of Huddersfield we've got an introduction written by award-winning journalist Simon Mia and we've also got a poet poem from uh, Zafa Kunial um, who is an award-winning poet and published by Faber and Faber mm -hmm. and um our judging panel includes Kevin Duffy, it includes Dr. Sophia Rahman, and we also include um, Zafa Kuniel. Um, yeah. So we're really excited about reading your work and also about giving it to these incredible uh, writers, mm -hmm. journalists, poets. And when you think about that, where your work will be going, I don't... Yeah, mm, I would be, I mean, if we had that opportunity... <laughs> You know, a, a few years ago, I mean, I would be, you know, I would be so excited for it. Yeah. So I'm so glad we're able to, you know, get get together such an amazing team. Mm -hmm. I think for our almost pre-launch um, yeah. and get get some amazing work out there. So it's yeah. a free competition as well. So yeah, you, no entry fee. Um, and we're just really excited to read your work and to mm -hmm. have it published alongside these incredible um, established writers, poets and journalists. Uh, and then your work will also be given to Amit Dan, Suhema Munzu Khan, Andrew McMillan and Kia Abdullah who will review the anthology, provide quotes. Mm -hmm. So we can think about how far your work will be going and the people it will reach. Um, yeah. It is quite phenomenal and we're really excited that you have submitted already mm -hmm. and if you haven't you've got till the 31st of December yeah. to submit and you can email any questions anything you want to ask um, to submissions at foxandwindmill.co.uk things like our submission template mm -hmm. um, any qu queries you've got about the competition like how many uh, pieces of poetry you want to submit um, any any questions you have about full manuscripts even mm -hmm. if you've got a, if you've got one or you're working on one just send it to Sarah and she will email as soon as she can yeah I'm really excited I mean we're both so excited I mean already the the submissions we've had are amazing and we've had some amazing people get in touch who are you know in the process of getting their work to us so we're really excited and to any of our new listeners so we're looking for poetry and short stories and it'll be across all genres so it can be about anything you'd like it to be about um, and we'll be selecting six poems and six short stories for this particular anthology mm -hmm. so we're really really excited yeah. um, and just a quick note I think about our website because we've had a few um, questions about our website and uh, it is going through some changes right now so if um, some of the dates are incorrect or if the template's not downloading or if there's any issues with the website we are trying to solve these issues as quick as we can um, but just please bear patience and um, yeah just be nice about it because we are <laughs> 
you know, we could we just are, the two of us. Yes. <laughs> it's just the two of us, and um, our website designer is he, absolutely brilliant. Um, but you know, it, these things do take a bit of time. So if you could just bear patience and send us an email or check our social media, where we have the most up to date information. Mm-hmm. So just check them. Um, and and if you've got any more questions, email us. Send us a DM. Drop us a line. We're really happy to get in touch, and we're just happy to you know answer any questions and clarify anything because I think for us it's so important to have clarity and mm-hmm. um, for us to come on this podcast and just to let you know that you know the website is going through some issues but we are trying to solve these as quick as we can yeah yeah um, and I think we do want to talk now about should we do our Q&A a bit yeah we can get some questions yeah <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who submitted questions so the first question is whether we're doing any workshops currently yes we are but i think it's in progress already yeah so we've got the um creative writing workshop which we're um sponsoring with uh, bradford libraries which is currently running um and we'll be meeting some of the cohort very soon so that's really exciting i mean we'll we're so excited to see the work that comes that is produced through that Mm -hmm. Um, another question we have Uh, when did the idea of Fox and Windmill start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it started about what year was I in uni? Uh, just over I'd say five years I think it was 2016 second year of uni second year of uni Um, initially the idea came from um, our one of our modules it was about career paths and career choices and I mentioned in one of my presentations that I'd like to work in the publishing industry mm. um, and my professor at the time David Rudrum um, you know was really excited about the idea was super on board and said look if there's anything I can do to help just let me know and it was there that the idea kind of started and then I talked to Sarah Mm-hmm. And then um, about maybe potentially running a publishing company. And um, there were two other people at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's whittled out to two of us. <laughs> but um, that's all fine and good. And um, we really... Um, yeah, it was literally just about providing a platform at that point. And initially we were thinking about doing for BAME writers. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it, was it was going to be BAME writers. And if was, you don't know what that is, it's black, Asian, and minority ethnic, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a term we're kind of conflicted with because mm-hmm. we feel like we're all kind of grouped together, but yeah. um, you know we're all individuals and we're all quite unique and special. And I think for each of us to have our own platform mm-hmm. is really important. Um, yeah, so we were originally going to do that, and then yeah, it went through some changes, and then we ended up deciding to focus on. South Asian writers and yeah. providing a platform for South Asian writers, which was quite important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of when it started, which was about six years ago. Yeah, six years ago, shy of six years. Yeah. yeah, and then we've just been having endless conversations. conversations. Yeah, <laughs> just talking about it all the time. All the time. Should we do it? Should we not do it? Do you really think we should? Um, how are we even going to do it? I think we put a hold on it at one point as well. We were like, you know what? Let's just leave it. Leave it. Like we don't, you know, with our, you know, with our plans, future plans and stuff. We were just kind of like, do we do it? I think at this point, maybe it's just 
gonna stay a dream yeah, um, should we just like not give ourselves this extra thing to do but um no we're really happy that we started it and we actually yeah. had the push from kevin duffy on blue moose books to really just do it and to actually represent these voices and i think um you know six years ago the sarah and habiba six <laughs> years ago probably couldn't believe that we're in this position right now i just can't sitting believe. here recording episode six of the fox and windmill podcast yeah. having had incredible guests from like the royal literary fund mm-hmm. um to booksellers to writers to writers to publishers uh, it's kind of a mind-blowing concept. It is. I still think about that every day. Just how, just how amazingly everything's worked out and how far we've come. I think it's just. I'm just so glad we took those initial steps to registering and <laughs> registering ourselves. I think from then on, it's just been go, 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 and and we've been at it ever since. And mm. I'm so, you know, I'm so happy that we've we've had such amazing support. You know, from our mentor kevin to all the endless support the community has also given us so. yeah especially the indie publishing community and that's yeah. a massive shout out to them for their you know um endless encouragement support and to the bookseller as well which is a magazine for those within the book industry mm-hmm. yeah we've just had a massive amount of support and encouragement that what we're doing is important mm-hmm. necessary and for us yeah i just think about little Sarah and Habiba from like six years ago saying you can do it you know what you yeah yeah so another question uh what are your future plans so at the moment I think it's just kind of pushing for this uh for the anthology so right now we're really wanting to get as much uh, you know, as many stories and poems as we can for this anthology. We're really, really excited to get it out. I mean, the responses we've had, you know, to our cover and to everything else has been so positive, um, which is me- which means so much to us. And we just, we're just really looking forward to getting this out, which we were saying. So at the moment, it's February of 2022, and then, and then full manuscripts later on in the year. Mm. Um. I hope that answers that question. Another one we've got is, what makes you different from any other publishers out there? Um, I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? We are, as far as we are aware and as far as we've been told, we are the only publisher that represents British South Asian writers. Yeah, I think we are. I mean, we're the only ones that are currently focusing on that on that talent there so you know we're really lucky in that sense and we're really excited as well to be able to get hold of as much um you know as share as many stories as we can from british south asian writers and to think that we're the first ones is really surprising i think i think it's you know it's it's something that's not been done but we are told it's necessary so it's it's one of those things where you know it's just about amplifying those voices and and trying to trying to work with as many people as we can to Mm. to share their work um another question what are your goals in five years time Ooh, it kind of um links to the question about what your plans for the future but in five years i just Mm. hope we're publishing three books 
a year. A year yeah. Maybe four if we're really lucky and yeah. have the absolute time. And to quit all our other <laughs> whatever we've done. Maybe, um, you know, have graduated at that point and yeah. completed our master's degree. I mean, who knows? Sarah might just go on to a PhD. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might just be on my own then. Um, no, uh, if we, uh, in, in hopefully five years' time, we'll have completed all the other things that we're currently doing. Yeah. And I think for us, it, it's... We'll have the our personal goal. Yeah, our personal goal is to run Fox and Windmill full, full time, time so yeah. that we can answer your emails morning, noon, and night. <laughs> um, and I think that's really uh, important for us. And um, because we always say it's a passion project, but actually, we also want it to be something that we will be doing as a day job. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can do that, then yeah, for us, that's like a personal mission and, accomplished. Yeah, it's like a yeah, we've done it. Um, yeah. Um, another question we've got is what will you give back to the community? I I love that question. Yeah, I really love that question because we're both big on community, I think. We're really, really big on, you know, giving as much opportunity, as much creative opportunity as possible to the, you know, to our community and to people um, around us. So, you know, we've tried, I mean, what we've done so far is, you know, mentorship, um, we've offered six month mentorship with um, award winning author Liz Flanagan um, to somebody who you know who will hopefully be able to get a manuscript um, polished ready and ready yeah. and, and I mean like we've talked about our creative writing workshop with Bradford Libraries um, it's just about giving back uh, those small small things and when we think about it it's it's really amazing because we think about our time and when we were at that stage and mm. how happy we'd be to apply for these certain opportunities. So I think small things like that and then also in terms of giving back, we hope to give back amazing stories from British South Asian writers. So yeah. it's just, I mean, a combination of, of everything really, opportunity, stories. We're really excited to be able to um, offer back um, and, and create that motivation for, for writers Mm. That that there is a platform out there, yeah. And um, I don't have anything more to say on that, which is a first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think our last question is: What type of book would you like to see being published? Um, mm-hmm. So we've talked about, you know, I mean, me and Habiba, we've always talked about where we see the the lack of representation and when we did first meet at Bradford Literature Festival, Habiba was, you know, writing um, a fantasy story. And I think that really piqued a conversation where it was, where we, you know, where it was, where is this representation? Where are the characters that we resonate with or where we can relate with? And it was those type of stories because, you know, we've said it, we've said it before, but we'll say it again. It's, we really see this certain trope of yeah of you know writing when it comes to South Asian writing Asia. and it also in TV representation. There's yeah. this whole idea, and I might be going on a little bit of a, a rant here, but I think it's important to mention and to discuss to the listeners and to everyone who enjoys our podcast is that the representation for South Asian and for hijabis. Mm-hmm. Because myself and Sarah are Muslim and we wear headscarves and we are practicing Muslims. Um, and the representation there is so lacking. And if it is 
limited. limited and then really skewed. Mm. It's like we can't wait to get our hijabs off yeah. in schools. As soon as we're away from our parents' side, that's it. We whip it off in the bathrooms <laughs> of the high school. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a real problem with that, a real problem with um, this misrepresentation. And I think Netflix especially, and I'm going to call them out on this because it's it's really sad. It's like they've not looked at a real Muslim South Asian community or even a Muslim community and mm-hmm. actually understood what our principles are and what our why we do what we do. It, they assume when they look at us that we're oppressed. Yeah. And they don't understand that what we wear is of choice. Yeah, we're far from oppressed. We trust <laughs> you, me. I mean, uh, yeah. If you know us, you I know mean, us. yeah, especially especially because like we're running a publishing company. Um, you know, we're going to London. We're very lucky to be going to London, mm-hmm. where we've got mentorships. We've got incredible opportunities that are laid out for us, and. I don't think we'd be able to take them if we were oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it's really important to highlight that this misrepresentation that, you know, female female hijabis um, and Muslim women in general and South Asian women are, like, portrayed in this really difficult position when we are really not. Um, and when you see the majority of, um, you know, for example, Sarah Hussein is... Uh, doctor and she's a professor of of creative writing mm. and when you look at Simon Mir who we've got involved in the project she's an incredible award-winning journalist um and I think it's it's just important for us that our books and the stories that we publish and yeah. the stories that we share with the audiences is that it's represented in an accurate way as possible I mean um you know we and we don't want it done forcefully mm-hmm. I think that's something that's important to highlight yeah, exactly. I mean, you couldn't have said it better there, Habib. But I think, I think <laughs> British South Asian women are forced to be reckoned with. I think there's, there's so much there. I think you know, especially Yorkshire yes. South Asian women. We say it how it is. Yeah, we say how it is. Um, and I think it's important that, like I say, it's not done forcefully. That yeah. it's done naturally because, you know, we're not. You know, we are characters in our own lives. But I don't think that we're kind of. Um, it's not to be made like very obvious and in your face. Mm-hmm. I think if you do it subtly and in a way that's actually Natural. meaningful, yeah, very organic, mm-hmm. I think then your writing will come across as really powerful. Um, you know, and I would re- and if you would like a chat about that, I think it's really important to have discussions with people who represent backgrounds that you're trying to write about Mm -hmm. have conversations with them do research and actually talk to those communities talk to those people who you're trying to reflect in your novels and actually gain accuracy and you know that's something that's really important to highlight and i feel would make your writing so much stronger and yeah it we're really excited to read it and if you'd like to talk to us um, I hope we've not scared you. <laughs> um, we're really nice Yorkshire people, trust me. Um, you know, we'd uh, absolutely just drop us a line and we'll have a chat about about it. I think it's important and that is importantly represented. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, shall we talk a little bit about the Bookseller Conference? Yes, so we were shortlisted for the start-up of the year. Um, for the Future Books um, Awards and we were were so lucky. I think 
we still find it surreal that we were actually shortlisted and the amount of support we've received has been so overwhelming. Um, so we visited London on Friday to attend the conference. Yeah, our ticket was kindly sponsored by Midas PR. Yeah. Um, that was very nice of them and um, we were really lucky to be able to be part of the industry uh, a bit more and to and it was really um strange wasn't it because mm. people recognized the name fox and windmill yeah it rung a bell for a lot of people <laughs> just like who us really um it was it was incredible and uh, we were we we didn't win but I think mm-hmm. being shortlisted is a massive thing and really important for us as a company to have been recognized we only being established eight months ago so mm. you know that that's massive win in itself exactly um, we lost out against uh bookshop org yeah. which is an incredible organization if you don't know them and the fact that we were even nominated against them and it's shortlisted amazing. with them it's kind mm. of mind-blowing because they're doing amazing stuff and they're rivaling amazon with the book industry yeah so if you can support them they're doing brilliant stuff and i think if you're buying a book this Christmas or, you know, um, if you're buying a book in general or just treating yourself to a book, as we all do, um, have a look at their website. We'll list that in the description box below as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think all that left to say is a massive thank you for all your support and all the all the people who wrote articles about us and all yeah. the features. Um, all the sweet messages on social media. Yeah, all your words of um, good luck. Yeah. I think, yeah. It was fantastic, and we were so proud to rep- representing Bradford. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you for yeah. the support. Yeah, <clears throat> right. And also, I mean, big news for t- on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we've recently hit two thousand followers, um, which is amazing. Uh, Habiba does all of the running around for Twitter, so all those cute it's morning tweets fun. and and just all of those lovely images. Um, that's Habiba, and oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's amazing. I mean, our following has has gone through the roof, and we really, really. We really appreciate it all and we'll be doing a giveaway very soon. Yeah, we're really excited about this giveaway because um, we have got, um, if you don't know, our mentor is Kevin Duffy and he runs a company called Blue Moose Books, which is based in Hebden Bridge. They publish absolute incredible work and Mm -hmm. they're so um, into focusing on underrepresented and working class writers so yeah definitely check them out buy through their website because it makes a massive difference for indie publishers to be um selling through their website Mm -hmm. um it means that they can keep running essentially um and uh we'll be so kevin has kindly gifted a fantastic blue moose tote bag Mm -hmm. and in that we will be putting a couple of hand-picked or hand-selected books from booksellers in our favourite bookshops. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone to Waterstones in Bradford because it used to be my old place of work and the bookseller Jane kindly um, kindly um, hand-selected, I'm going to read the title, The Enchanted April. Elizabeth von Armin and it's a stunning hardback cover um, and we'll be sharing this on social media so keep an eye out for that and we will also be going to Halifax 
Yeah. And then we'll be popping into the book corner. Yeah. And getting your book from them. <laughs> so if you're listening to the book corner, please select some books for us and we'll come <laughs> and pick them up. But um, yeah, so that'll be popping into our talk and um, we will be doing a little giveaway uh, on our Twitter. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for following us um, and for joining us on our journey. Um, we're just excited to have you. <laughs> so we've now come to a segment which is known as Current Reads. So there will be three people. It's just going to be me and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be sharing what we're reading. Um, and it's like a little book recommendation, I guess, uh, part of our podcast. Yeah. What so Sarah? what I'm are you reading? currently reading our book of our, re- you know, the book that we're looking at doing. Um, Do you know what I was going to say? One? I was going to say book of the month. Because <laughs> I, I was went into Waterstone's work mode. Oh, because they select a book of the month, but uh, no, this is not a book of the month, and this is not in any way sponsored or affiliated <laughs> with Waterstones. This is purely because we genuinely um, love this book, and it's a really interesting read. Yeah, so it's the Cat Who Saved Books uh, by Suzuki Natsukawa. I probably butchered her name. I'm so sorry. I think um, it's a oh no, Sosuke. Yeah. So I mean, this is for our book review. Um, and me, Habiba, and another one of our friends, we're currently reading it, and apparently a bunch of other people too. Um, yep. But it's it's such an easy read. I've started it, and I think it's going really well so far. And I yeah. can't wait to chat. More what is about it about? It. Let's. So it's about well, it's about a bookshop, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's talking about how you know the struggles of the main lead, his his grandfather's death and the struggles that he's going through um, with that emptiness in his life. Mm. And then and he used to run the bookshop. Yeah, and he feels really, really alone. And then uh, a cat appears called Tiger, who <laughs> really, really, um, you know, who doesn't love a cat and a, you know, bookshop? A talking so. cat as well. Yeah, exactly. I was having a very conversa- a funny conversation with... Um, Rifat Yusuf, who uh, is an editor and on Twitter. And if you understand what this means, but she was laughing and saying, um, that's very gin like. <laughs> she goes, she said, um, a cat talking, that uh, sounds very suspicious. And I was laughing about it. And I said, oh, I know what you mean. And she goes, yeah, doesn't it remind you of gins? And I was like, oh dear. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so it's it's really interesting and it's such a fun read. I haven't read something like this in a long time. I think I've been doing a lot of serious reading over the over the pandemic. Serious um, reading? I thought you were reading Bridgerton. Well, <laughs> well, and that, and that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, it's really fun and it's really light and I'm really um, enjoying it so mm. far. So I'm really excited to finish yeah. it and get talking about it. It's magical realism that book, yeah. and I think a lot of Japanese translated literature is magical realism focused because the book that I'm reading mm-hmm. um, which is The Lonely Castle in the Mirror um, by um, I think it's Mizuki um, Suj- oh my god I'm going to butcher this name but I'm going to try my best Sujimura I'm going to yeah, I'll we'll link it in the description box below so mm-hmm. if you want to find these books um, it's a translated fiction as well and um, it's about these people, teenagers in Tokyo, who wake up to find their bedroom mirrors shining and they all get transported into this castle. Um, yeah, and they have to like solve these 
well, conflicts between themselves and internal conflicts and also uh, figure out a mystery that's going on. Um, but they have to leave the castle by five o'clock or they'll be punished. So it's a really interesting book. And like I said, I think the Japanese have a real incredible hold on magical realism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously prominent in, I don't know if you've ever watched Studio Ghibli um films but they have a real fantastical element and it's really interesting because it's like Mm. um it's an ordinary life and then all these weird and wonderful things happen like a talking cat or a magical mirror Mm. or you know this uh, creature living in a tree that can summon a cat bus and (laughs) (laughs) it's so wonderful or like a talking goldfish um Mm. And if you understand what that is, it's like references to like Ponyo and to my neighbour Totoro, which my niece loves to be. <laughs> She's always like, can we watch that? But um, but yeah, that's kind of what we're reading right now. Right, so that's brought our episode to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been so lovely catching up mm-hmm. and just, you know, talking about things that we really, really wanted to just kind of share with everybody. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, keep writing, and if you need any help or support, if you want to chat, like we say, just drop us an email. We're always happy to um, talk with you about your manuscript, about your submission for your for the anthology, um, and as always, happy writing, our fellow foxes. <laughs> <laughs>